This is the Realm of Agape Christian Church. Father, I thank you for health, life, and strength. I thank you for being able to be on this side of Jordan, experiencing a new mercy, and we can get closer to God. He's yet beckoning us with his arms stretched out, beckoning us to come closer. I pray nothing in us is causing us to be alienated from God. Bless us, I pray, this day, that we will be closer to you than we were before. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank God, thank God. It's amazing that the Thanksgiving week is already upon us as time flies on. I'm thankful to God that we are yet able to stand and speak and We have all our faculties, things we take for granted. But I thank God that uh, he saw fit to have mercy on us. We are yet in the Living Truth series, thanking God for this part four that we are in, in pursuit of heaven's purpose. We're going to be in the book of Colossians, uh, chapter 3, verse 17. In the King James Version, the scripture reads as thus, And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Today's scripture base builds upon the wisdom from last week's message. Uh, regarding the need for a renewed passion to trust God. God gives us enough revelation faith to help us take the first step in the journey of faith that he intends for us to experience through his power and guidance. We're walking a walk of faith in this earth. He can take us all through the process of a faithful transition from a season of sowing to a season of reaping a harvest. Each and every one of us have personal things to go through in a sowing capacity and in a reaping capacity. It could be a big grand thing. It could be a minute thing. Whatever it is, it's yet a transition. Scripture teaches us that we will most certainly reap what we sow. All in all, God's word reveals that if we are to move forward in that heavenly transition, we must allow his spirit to fill us until we are overflowing in the anointing of gratitude to God. Gratitude for what reason? Gratitude for how he is cultivating us for newness. We live, move, and Breathe, have our being, and God is giving us newness. Even the very cells in our body experience newness, healing. Cells are healing all the time. One hair falls out, another one comes in, hopefully. Amen. Newness happens. We breathe in new air that we didn't breathe before and exhale out. And the, and the plants can breathe what we exhale out. They have a new breath. From our old breath, they have a new breath. 
There's newness. There's a cycle of newness. But God wants us to experience a newness in him. We cultivate plants on this earth so we could have some food to eat. God is cultivating us. He's trying to. We must allow him to. Amen. And, and he can cultivate newness in us so we can grow up in him in the most holy faith. He's trying to help us grow up, put away childish things, as Paul put it. And God is ever lifting us up to a higher place of praise unto him in our lives. He wants us all to know this, how thanksgiving frees the soul for worship. Let's look at that today. Faith in Yehovah Yireh. I have to say it like my Jewish brothers. Uh, we, we have faith in him for increase. And that process is a pilgrimage that will lead to genuine thanksgiving for our very soul. Yes, this message will present practical means of optimizing our success in achieving an excellent harvest of the spiritual attributes that are needed to properly occupy, that means work, the works of him that sent to us. It's a faithful work. We must do work. If God's life is in us, we're going to do his work. And that's what faith is. We're trusting in God to do something through us. And when he's working his work through us, it's showing he's alive in us, helping us to move forward. Faith, if you're saying you have faith, but there's no such work, that's a deadness. It's not really the living truth of God's living, moving, breathing self, moving in the core of our being. There has to be a movement. There has to be a sign of life. Is the amen machine in the hospital showing forth that there's life? In the spirit, God has such a way of showing forth that there is life in us. He's trying to lead us to a transition. Just as nature shows that it could happen, there is a spiritual way to also realize that we must be collaborators of God's teachings. We must be collaborators of the holy doctrine that will never fail. Heaven and earth will pass away, but Jesus said his doctrine will not pass away. His word never dies. Amen. We have to, amen, allow him to disciple us. We can experience the emergence from average to excellent, from mediocre to extraordinary. We can experience it if we choose to. It will be a transition based on the biblical sense of the transitive verb, pun intended. Yes, and that, word, that verb is cultivate, like the historic farming experience of the Plymouth plowers of old in this country. The farmers of ancient Israel raised a great variety of crops and some required special methods of cultivation. All required specific cultivation tools. You can't treat everybody the same. It's not one size fits all for cultivation, no. There are babes in Christ. We don't feed them the steak, amen. Farmers have to wait to see 
what will happen, looking for signs of increase. And farmers are showing forth a picture of the kind of faith we need to have, the dependence on God to bring an increase. Yes, we can plant, we can water, but only God, as you know from Scripture, can bring the increase. The miracle of new life, new beginnings, restoration, healing, deliverance, and salvation. There is a point in kingdom work where obedience seems futile. Am I talking to anybody? Nevertheless, forging forward in the name of Jesus will lead to true thanksgiving for the soul. You'll be glad you pushed. You'll be glad that you pressed your way. To help us sum up our teaching thus far that we've been going through in this church, we need to, uh, we need to thankfully reflect on how the Holy Spirit moved us to cultivate our souls in anticipation of an excellent harvest. God, the Holy Spirit, moves, but he wants us to move with him as he leads us to a spiritual, on, on a spiritual journey, in other words, a pilgrimage that will enable us to continuously experience genuine thanksgiving that will keep our souls and minds guarded and guided as the Lord's disciple makers. He's, not, he's just not making us as disciples, but he wants us to grow up so we can become disciple makers. And we have to lead others into entering his gates, what with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. That's a process right there. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. God will wake you up and give you the, amen, the hunger and thirst after righteousness. What will you do with the gift? Will you make good of it? You could let it fizzle away and God will take it from you and give it to somebody that's going to do something with it. He'll do that. That's in the word. Some of us, you know, we, we, we don't make good of things. And God will say, well, this person over here is more enterprising and more obedient, more, more uh, diligent. And I'm going to let them increase this gift 30, 60, 100 fold for the use of the kingdom of God. Others are hiding their gifts. I don't know for what reason. Maybe it's fear. They don't want others to see them. They want to just be relaxed in the status quo of the subcultures of this world and the secular humanistic thought processes of this world, the fallen thought process that Satan has taught the world to submit itself to, uh, since he's the king uh, ruler of this earth, but not for long. There's going to be the real king that comes, amen, and this, this just dethrones and obliterates the power that uh, Satan has over this earth. Man has given it to him. But God is saying, no, I am yet Lord. I am yet king. Hallelujah. And my people will follow through. And I am the door that leads to righteousness. We come to the door. We knock. We seek, knock, ask. We seek the Lord while he may be found. Call him while he's near. He directs. That's a process of worship. It's not just coming to a house of the Lord, but it's about us being the temple of the Holy Ghost and him coming in, he enters in. He's seeking, knocking, and asking. Will we allow him entrance? 
to our life. And if we do, he's going to continue to show us revelation from glory of how we must do this, how we must do that, how we must think, how we must interact with others, how we must worship and celebrate with God so that we could grow in him and be that glorious presence of God's faith in the earth. Will God find faith in the earth? Will folks be diligent, amen, not just seekers, but promoters of God's will? Are we those people? My God, this message will focus on what Thanksgiving is not. You have to be thankful for another chance to advance the kingdom of God. Come in to the door with thanksgiving, the door of ministry. God calls you to be saved, but he calls you to ministry. Ministry calling has a door. Have you entered your door's calling? And you must enter in with thanksgiving. Don't scoff your calling. Be thankful. I had to learn how to be thankful for my calling. No matter how arbitrary it feels, feels like you're alone. And I remember my dad, no wonder God made me go with him on many mission trips. And he would sing to the migrants, Lord, I cannot make this journey by myself, by myself. Lord, I cannot make this journey by myself, by myself, over the land and over the sea. I want Jesus to walk with me. Lord, I cannot Make this journey by myself, by myself. I thank God. I've been thinking about my dad all week. Amen. And I feel like God was sending me visions and dreams about him. It felt like I was talking to him. We were laying in the pastures, the green pastures beside the still waters. And God was restoring my soul and finishing Certain things my dad wanted to say but couldn't say. Amen. God comforted my soul. He said, I'll be your father because I took your father on home, but I'm going to finish up. I'm going to keep talking to you. Hallelujah. I'm going to keep talking to you. So I thank my heavenly father for giving me the grace and presence to know that, amen, I can keep on keeping on. Amen. And the work that uh, my father labored to do, amen, it did not return void. God is showing me, amen, yes, all the stuff he did. There are souls in glory he's meeting because of what he did on those roads where nobody wanted to go. And they would pick on my family for my father going into the migrant camps and migrant fields and going out into the country, and uh, they would call us country bumpkins and all kind of stuff. My God, ridiculing the very ministry. And this happened in one sporting event, and the men of the church were in uh, the men's softball team, and some of them were the people who were arbitrarily alienating themselves away from the true work of the church. They were part of the people that would just come and be cozy, you know, and just sit and plop down and, and leave the church messy and everything and barely went to prayer meetings, didn't, didn't go to the Bible studies. They just showed up for the grand high holy service on Sunday occasionally. My God. And they had a nerve to scoff at what my father was doing. 
So sometimes when I feel alone and when it's like all by ourselves up in here, up in here, I think about what my father went through. Amen. It wasn't for naught. What you do for Christ will last. And God's given me visions and dreams about such things that it will not, amen, uh, go to waste. So I'm thankful to God that he has enabled me to have a, a, a peace in my heart to know that, you know, rest assured, I am with you. Uh, I'm with you. Uh, it, it may look like people look at your church, oh, there's nobody in here. Yeah, but God is here, and that's all that matters. I heard a rapper, a Christian rapper, say this week, there's a lot of churches, amen, they got so many folk in there, but uh, they're not disciples of Christ. They're just folk that's coming to the place. My God, they learn how to fill up the place with folk that just want to feel comfortable in their sin. But there are some people out there, no matter what the art form, there are some disciples of Christ really out there. It's not about form and fashion. It's not about, you mean, amen, the high, holy highway that the world thinks is the grand, you know, place where we all should be going. We all look the same. We go to the same, uh, the beat of the same drummer. We're marching to the same beat and all look the same, have the same spirit. But God calls us to be like salmon going upstream. Uh, we have a different walk. Amen. This is a contrary walk. And I said, I feel like Jesus got me hand in hand going against the crowd, going down a one-way street and facing full, like we going down a one-way street. And he said, don't let go, son. Amen. I said, I, wherever you lead me, I'll go. Thank God. So, amen. If you feel alone, don't, amen, think that you're by yourself. God is yet there with you. He's not a liar. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. And that's why my father kept going. You got to go where the fire of God is. God led the people of Israel through the wilderness. And he said, when the fire moves, you move. Amen. And then you move the tent of meeting. And they had to follow where God was going. Amen. Let's go where God is going. Amen. It may not be like the world. Oh, it may not be fabulous. It may not be sensational. And yea, it will not be sexy. But we got to keep on going on. It may be drabby. It may be old-fashioned to a lot of folk. My God, we don't have the swag of the earth. But God got his own swagger. Amen. And I want to be right. I want to be whole. I want to be in him. So, yes, this week God's been encouraging my heart with visions and dreams of such. He said, yes, I'm cultivating you. Allow me to do it. It's a process. God is helping me to get rid of erroneous analysis. He said, I came to deliver you from stinking thinking. Amen. And uh, we want our offerings. That means our life, what we're giving back to God in service to advance his kingdom uh, we want our offerings of prayer and praise to have a sweet-smelling savor when we reach the throne of grace. With our prayer and praise, God's nostrils should want to stay open instead of being a stench. There's too many modern-day saints who are offering up strange fire, like some of the saints of old. Let's change the script now to look back in the Old Testament in Leviticus 10, verses 1 and 2. 
the incident concerning Nadab and Abihu, sons of Aaron, high priests. My God, the first priests. Uh, Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, took either of them his censer, because only the high priest supposed to have that, to start the fire going, and put fire therein, and put incense thereon, and offered strange fire before the Lord. And I feel the Holy Ghost reminding me there's a certain uh, recipe and certain directions you have to take for setting this up, for having the incense burning in the house of the Lord. You can't have any and everything emanating up to heaven. And God did not command them he did not give them the recipe they were using. And there went out fire from the Lord and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. So many are dead today. They're having services that look real lit, but they're dead. They are sensual, not having the spirits. My God, how can God allow you to boogaloo your hips, shaking your pelvis like Elvis, and then come and be religious in all your poetic language and exuberance of soulish realm antics, and you're thinking you're going to reach the heaven with a sweet-smelling savor? I bid thee nay. My God, this is what the sons of Aaron were doing. Precisely what did they do which brought down such severe judgment upon them? This act has been called, quote unquote, will worship. Doing things in your own will and way. Lessons that we can learn from this tragedy. Three quick things. The fire of our desire should come only from above. I'm thinking about you, Elder Gwen, back in the day, you used to say exclusively from Lord and Taylor. She used to love that. I remember that's ringing in my ear right now. The Holy Ghost brought it back. I said, yeah, exclusive. I like that word. Exclusive. Our desire, Elder Gwen, should be what? Coming exclusively from God. Amen. Where Christ sits, in case somebody's confused, where Christ sits at the right hand of what? The throne of God. Okay. God will send this anointed fire as he wills. You can't command him. And we must be in our place where he told us to be, waiting on the Lord, ready to obey. It may not be a popular place, help me preach Holy Ghost. It may be somewhere you don't want to go, but it's going to be where God told you to go. So here am I to worship, here am I to bow down, here am I to say that you're my God. You're altogether lovely, you're altogether worthy, you're altogether, hey God, I thank you Lord. We got to be in our place. Number one, the fire of our desire should come only from above. Number two, don't try to duplicate God. Folks are trying to be God. Committing sins of presumption. Your song is lit in heaven, Pastor Lisa. Depart from me, I know you're not, ye worker of iniquity. When I first heard the lyrics, I went in my prayer closet. I said, Lord, I pray, is it I, Lord? Is it I? <laughs> oh, hallelujah. That's why folks don't want to hear that kind of song. We all good. We all okay. No, some of us are not. 
Jesus said that in his sermon at the dinner table, the last supper, so-called. And uh, he put out that question out there, and they were like, ooh, somebody's going to stab him in the back, really? Somebody's going to betray him? Lord, is it I? Lord, is it I? See, Jesus will come with the truth. He said, yeah, I washed all your feet. But you know what? One of y'all still funky. He told them like it was. <laughs> Thank God they were all, is it I? Is it I? My God, my God. That's how the truth comes. I don't care how long I've been saved. When a good preacher comes with that anointed word from God, it hits you right square between your spiritual eye. And you will wonder, Lord, is it I? Hallelujah. When God gives you something, holy artists, songwriters, poetry writers, sermon writers, uh, Bible livers, God is leading us. He's equipping us to give a word, even just with our lifestyle. Folks are reading us by life, looking to see. Everybody did. Let's see if, let's see if Gwen will do it. Let, let us see if Lisa will do it. My God. And they look, and you didn't do it. You, you held your ground. You stayed on your post. Thank God you didn't move. You were ready to obey, and God was able to use you. Isn't God like that? He's looking for the obedient one, the fervent, uh, 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 obedient worshiper, obedient a person in the earth. God's looking for that faith in the earth. Is he going to find it? We can't duplicate him. We can't be presumptuous. Simply be what? Available. Waiting to do what? Simply to obey him. That's it. Amen. One, two, and now three. God will not accept worship in our own will. No matter how sincere we sound or look, we need to note here, too, that the high position of Nadab and Abihu offered them no immunity. Folks think they have immunity when they get to a certain status. That's why they love to have certain titles. And they're building. There's an evil ambition, even in the house of God, for titles. And you can't talk to me a certain way. Once I get that title, I'm not cleaning any more toilets. No way. I'm not going to be your sound man. I'm not going to be anything in the house. I'm just going to be the grand one coming in. And everyone must rise. My God, my God. But look at Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the picture of doing the lowliest servant thing, washing feet. He didn't make it an ordinance saying we got to wash feet, but he's saying you got to get off your high holy horse. It's really an unholy horse. And God is asking us, are you truly thankful to God? Or do you want what you want whenever you want it? My God. Take note of these three deductive thoughts that will help us clear up the matter about what thanksgiving is. We're going to look at what it is by what it ain't. Amen. Number one, Thanksgiving is not a way to manipulate God into giving us what we want. We ought to rest in God's promises, knowing he cannot fail. Philippians 4.19, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Yes, the scripture is helping us to know that he provides the power we need for life and for service. 
according to Philippians 4, verses 10 through 13, before you even get to 19. And the material needs we have to use as well in Philippians 4, verses 14 through 20. Uh, Paul did not have a wealthy organization giving him support. Yes, look at how many books he wrote in the New Testament. My God. And folks want to be like the Apostle Paul, but they forgot everything he went through. They forgot he did not have a wealthy organization behind him. He did not establish some ecclesiastical pyramid. I'm covering all of you, so all of you have to give to me. He didn't have that. But he did have a great God who enabled generous friends to meet his needs as God willed. It wasn't something that Paul put on them, rules and regulations for them to have to give. Paul saw their gift as a fragrant sacrifice to the Lord. It wasn't for filthy lucre. My father used to love quoting that scripture. Not given over to filthy lucre. You know, he would come through the house. My God, my, I told you the Lord was helping my ear to hear stuff from my father. I guess my father was like, tell my son this or that. So he, he sure did. My God, Paul saw these gifts from the people as an offering to the Lord. He wasn't going to go down to the mall or go down to the strip club or somewhere else of ill repute. My God. He did not, amen, consume it upon evil lusts. No, he did not. But he rejoiced in the Lord for what they did. That's how the scripture ends. Am I God? Ah, that's only number one. Number two, what is Thanksgiving not? Thanksgiving is not an attempt to change God's timing. But it does enable us to wait patiently and readjust our times to his. This means that we expect God to work while we, you know, go about our days with a quiet, worshiping kind of spirit, prayerful spirit, right? Fulfilling our responsibilities. And uh, in this, we are freed to take our hands uh, off of what we might feel we need to control. Give God the remote control. Amen. God saying, give me the clicker. It belongs to me. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> but we want to we wrestle God for the clicker. No, it's mine. But what does Psalm 46.10 say in the King James Version? Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. Be still, in verse 10, means to take your hands off. Relax. God knows what he's doing, and his timing is perfect, according to verse 5. When it is all over, he will be exalted, in verse 10, and you will be blessed. Amen. But we have to stay in, uh, on our post. We have to stay where we're supposed to be. Not sitting in the seat of the scornful, but we have to have a good posture, a heavenly posture. Ready with obedience unto the Lord. When you are nervous and fidgety, wanting to interfere with God's plans for your life, remember these three admonitions. Be still, from Psalm 46.10. Stand still, from Exodus 14.13. Uh, Exodus 14, 13, God says, pause and read it. And Moses said unto the people, fear ye not, stand still and see what? The salvation of the Lord. 
which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall what? See them again no more. My God, forever. So God says, be still, stand still. And in Ruth 3.18, sit still. Then she, Naomi, said to Ruth, sit still, my daughter until you know how the matter will turn out. In other words, don't, don't, don't be trying to do things to make it work how you think it ought to work. Just sit there, trusting in God, right? He's making the heartstrings of the people tune up the way they ought to be tuned, right? For the man will not rest until he has concluded the matter this day. Yes, her Boaz was put to work. God put him to work through the Holy Spirit, Amen. Up to this point, Ruth was doing a whole lot of work, as God wanted her to. But then Boaz went to work for Ruth. It was time for Ruth to what? Rest and wait, trusting her kinsman redeemer. Boaz is a picture of Jesus, a type of Christ, kinsman redeemer. Amen. Ruth is a good example for us to follow when we have needs to be met. She listened to instructions in verses 1 through 4, obeyed in verses 5 through 9, believed what her Redeemer said in verses 10 through 14, received his gifts in verses 15 through 17, and waited in patience. That means stayed put diligently for him to do the rest in verse 18. When you are at the feet of your Redeemer, you have nothing to fear. Amen? What's number three? Thanksgiving does not mean that we can eliminate or delay the inevitable. God is the omniscient Alpha and Omega, and our worrying will never change that. But neither does Thanksgiving. Being thankful does allow us to face the most difficult circumstances with graciousness and peace as we trust in God's best for us. Philippians 4, 7, my last scripture. And the peace of God, you know it, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. If we pray as we ought to pray and think as we ought to think, you know what? The peace of God will guard us. That's a big thing. Guard us. Demons coming all around, but God's my force field. Why? Because I'm praying the way I ought to pray, thinking how I ought to think. Holy Ghost, teach us how to pray. Holy Ghost, show us how to think. Amen? We put that faithful, glorious force field of God's presence all around us. And the God of peace will go with us. And the people in Israel, in the wilderness, God was with them wherever the fire moved, wherever the smoke moved, they moved. When the fiery presence of God moved, it had a smoke emanating up. And when they saw the smoke moving, they moved wherever it moved. Wherever he leads, I got to follow. I got to be thankful. He's going to take me over some rough terrain sometimes, but he's got my back. Amen. Sometimes it's smooth, good grass, green pastures, still waters, cool. Sometimes it's a stormy sea, but we better be thankful, amen? Thank God. So if you complain on a stormy sea, sometimes you might have caused that because God didn't say get on that ship. Oh, I want to go to Joppa. Why can't I go to Joppa? Everybody got their feet up. The saints all up in Joppa just relaxing. God didn't tell you to go to Joppa. He said go to Nineveh. Hallelujah. Go where he sent you. 
Thank God. You got to thank God for the opportunity of representing him in this earth. We're only here for that long. Then we're going to be in eternity. Do you want it said it in glory that you didn't do what you're supposed to do? You better amen, not mess it up so that God will say, depart from me. I know you're not. You worker of iniquity. Now is the time to get it right. Now's the time, amen, to seek the Lord's face while it may be found. Call him while he's near. You can feel the breath of his mouth on the back of your neck. You better stay right there until God tells you what he needs to tell you. And you better go where he sends you. He told me to preach right out there on that porch, and I did. Amen. I was out there for an hour preaching, teaching, praying for Coram and beyond. And I said, Lord, I know that you are with me. And when I depart from this porch, you are going to stay there because this is a place. Oh, it's, uh, Jacob says, it's a dreadful place. Oh, I see the, 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 the ladder going up to God. Angels are going up and coming down. My God, this is none other than the house of God. It's the gate of heaven. Oh, we honor you with this place, Lord. You gave us this place, Lord. We want to honor it, Lord. We want to keep it clean. It's for you. It's not a place of ill repute. It's a holy ground. Thank you, Lord. Lord. And people are going to step foot. It's the word of God is either going to get on their nerves or help them to propel forward to the very throne of God. My God, it's going to be a stepping stone for some. My God, some going to trip on it because they want to be tripping and going the way to, of the devil. My God, hallelujah. But God is saying we need to be for God. I live for God. I die. Hallelujah. This earth is only but a little bit of time and we're going to be in, in eternity with God. We got to get it right, right here and right now. Get it right. God will show you how. Hallelujah. We got to pray the way we ought to pray. So, yes, I pray right now, Lord Jesus, help us to engage in a life of grateful spirit led prayer. And worship, not governed by the temptations of our flesh, not governed by the ideology of the secular humanistic world, not governed by the devil. Lord Jesus, we submit to your timing and further commit to trusting in you with continued thanksgiving in all things. Strengthen us to do these things, for we long to be blessed by you and only you exclusively you in the holy mighty name almighty name the highest name of jesus hallelujah thank god we of the realm of agape christian church pray that the holy word of god has richly blessed your soul to send prayer requests use the contacts page of our website www org. We need your continued prayers and financial support to maintain this ministry. You can also find a secure means of donating on our website. God bless you.